This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. We've been talking a lot about Kyrie Irving today. We've been talking a lot about the Knicks today. We've talked about uh, some obscure uh, sports nicknames, such as what NFL player's nickname, according to Pro Football Reference, is the musician. The musician. Have you ever heard a current NFL player, significant player, someone who is uh, featured prominently when we talk about big-time NFL star players, the musician? Who would you say? I would say Lillard. No, this is NFL. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, it's all right. It's as good a guess as any. I would be guessing for a long time because I, I wouldn't know. The musician? The musician. Is it a quarterback? It is a, I'll tell you that much. It is a quarterback. Musician. Uh, musician. Trevor Lawrence? No. Huh. I would think that it was somebody who you knew played an instrument, but I don't think he does. I, maybe he does. I've never, I don't think I've seen him play an instrument. Patrick Mahomes, have you ever been watching a Chiefs game, and there's been a lot of them over the years, do you think on Sunday, next Sunday, a week from tomorrow, that you'll be sitting there watching the big game, and at any point during all the coverage, pregame, postgame, actual game, halftime, that anybody anywhere will refer to Patrick Mahomes as the musician? Not a musician, the musician. Well, I think I will if he uh, secures that. Second Super Bowl. Will they refer to him as the musician, though? I don't think so. I mean, if it's <laughs> either top five quarterback or the musician. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, that's not one that makes sense to me. How about this one? I got another one for you. The Fortress. The Fortress. NFL quarterback, prominent guy, gets mentioned a lot. Josh Allen? No. You would think big, strong guy. I, I could see where you're going with that. No, that would be Dak Prescott. Wow, and it's, it's never once heard Dak Prescott refer to the fortress. Immediately when you said the fortress, I thought of a like a offensive lineman because that's a guy that's saving. Right, you would think. Okay. Yeah, I, I can tell you right now in that uh, the playoff game this year, he certainly was not the fortress throwing the ball to the other team. All right, time for the music, people. It is that time. It's five o'clock on a Saturday. It is the Gordon Damer Show. We're not done. Not by any stretch of the imagination, taking you up till 6.30, at which time it is Nick's pregame that comes your way. But if you listen to the show regularly, we play a little game called What I Learned This Week on TikTok. And how it operates, very simple, I am on that TikTok app way too much, very addicting. I'm on it way too much for a 52-year-old man, but it's because on that app I always learn interesting but yet completely useless pieces of information. So... What we do is we put those completely useless but entertaining pieces of information into the little segment. I ask uh, the producers of the show. Today it's uh, Jacob and Chantel. I give them four pieces of information, one of which is true, one of which I actually learned on TikTok, three of which I've just kind of made up. And they have to decipher what's real and what is not, and it's called What I Learned This Week on TikTok. All right, so we're ready to go. Jacob, Chantel. Uh, Chantel's got a pretty good record here so far. Uh, Jacob? I don't. I don't. You don't? I think you've no. done, Well, look, you've done better than Jacob. When the, com- when the comparison, it's like, um, you know, Joe Douglas, has he done a good job? Well, comparison to, to, to Mike McCagden, absolutely. I mean, that's really saying something. Yeah, it really is. It, it's like if the, if the Jets were to get, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield next year, is it an improvement? Well, over Zach Wilson, yes, it is. 
All right, let's get it. Uh, who's going? Who's batting leadoff today? Why not? I I uh, can make my record even worse here. All right, here we go. Number one. 17% of the land in Bermuda is made up of golf courses. Number two, the world's third largest pyramid is a Bass Pro Shop in Memphis, Tennessee. Number three, it's believed that the Salem witch trials were the result of eating too much rye bread. Or number four, during World War II, a horse named Rodney was awarded the Blue Cross Medal for extinguishing an incendiary bomb by pooping on it. So to recap again for Jacob, it's his first try here. He's looking for the one uh, piece of information that is actually true. 17% of the land in Bermuda is uh, made up of golf courses. Number two, the third, uh, the world's third largest pyramid is a bass pro shop in Memphis, Tennessee. Number three, it's believed the Salem witch trials were the result of eating too much rye bread. Or number four, during World War II, a horse named Rodney was awarded the Blue Cross Medal uh, because he extinguished an incendiary bomb by pooping on it. Feeling strongly here, Jacob? I guess all this useless information will come to work one day. Yeah. Um, You know what ends up happening, though? I have so many fake ones that sometimes you can't remember. What was the real one again? But you know what? I actually would believe in your fake ones before I would believe in any of the nicknames we discussed today. That That's a good point. That's an excellent point. So, uh... All right, now stop stalling and pick which one you want. <laughs> well, I think the horse named Rodney one was interesting because I did see, I guess, this short video about mm-hmm. a bear in mm-hmm. World War II. Um, okay. So, so I don't know how true that horse one is. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, 17% of land in Bermuda. 17% of land in Bermuda is made up of golf courses. You going to lock it in, my friend? I'm going to lock it in. And we're off and running. No, that is incorrect. Oh, that is false. already one right off the board. That is incorrect. No, I think it's about 6% of uh, Bermuda uh, is made up of golf courses. Well, this is a lot of golf courses, but uh, no, not 17%. That's too high. So uh, now you're down to uh, the world's third largest pyramid is a Bass Pro Shop in Memphis, Tennessee. The Salem Witch Trials were the result of eating too much rye bread. Or number four, during World War II, a horse named Rodney pooped on a bomb. Well, since I eliminated that and uh, shot myself in the foot. Right. Um, now you need a horse to come along and poop on it. This way you won't get shot in the foot. It might feel a little better. Yeah. Uh, but I think since I'm not a fan of rye bread. Okay. I can see why... Uh, it, the Salem Wish Trials would be the really? way. <laughs> okay. So that's right. my reasoning for picking that one. All right. You don't like rye bread, so you're going to go with that one. You're going to lock it in? I'm going to lock it in. That is actually correct. This is one of the most fascinating pieces of information that I have learned from TikTok. What what happened What that year, what they believe is, the wheat crop was spoiled for whatever reason. So they, they uh, manufactured more rye bread, but the rye crop was infected, they believe, with a neurotoxin that was like um, distemper. And people would uh, eat the rye bread. If they had a lot of rye bread, they'd start, like, you know, shouting and, like, you know, like, freaking out. And they figured that those people clearly are witches. So, yeah, they believe that the Salem witch trials were the result of eating too much rye bread. So, very good job. See that? Your hatred of rye bread may be somewhere in your brain... I must, knew it. I must have told me. Maybe I should take uh, a lot of things more personal. I yes, would win more. Absolutely. Very good job, Jacob. All right. So now we're on to Chantel. Hello. Uh, let's see which one do I want to use for Chantel here. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to use this one. Okay, Chantel. 
Uh, number one, Coca-Cola existed in Abraham Lincoln's lifetime. Number two, beatboxing is being considered for the Olympic Games as an event in 2028. Number three, when Mount Everest was measured at one point at 29,000 feet, estimators added two extra feet as to not give the impression that the, me the measurement was made up. Or number four, broccoli is one of three plants that are capable of growing inside volcanoes. So again, to recap, give uh, Chantel a little time to figure this out. Coca-Cola existed in Abraham Lincoln's lifetime. Beatboxing is being considered as an event for the Olympic Games in 2028. When Mount Everest was uh, measured early on at 29,000 feet, the estimators decided to add two extra feet out of nowhere as to not give the impression that the measurement was just simply made up. Or number four, broccoli is one of three plants that is capable of growing inside volcanoes. Wow. Lots to process. It's definitely a lot to process, and I don't want to eat broccoli if it can survive in a volcano. It can mm -hmm. grow in a volcano? That's, that is the uh, piece of information. One of three plants. That's not the only one, but uh, one of three plants that can grow inside volcanoes. Yeah. No. That's it. Absolutely not. I don't see how that could So you're crossing possible. that one off the list. All right. Interesting. Yeah, permanently okay. crossed All right. off. All right. Interesting. I want to go with beatboxing as a part of the Olympics. Okay. Because why not? All right, you're gonna lock that one I'm in. Lock it in. All right. No, that would be good, but no, that's not true. I just turned that one off. Uh, no, they're <laughs> oh. not. Uh, beatboxing is I, at least I don't think so. It's not gonna be part of the. I didn't research it at all, uh, but no, I don't believe that that's part of the Olympic Games in 2028. So we'll cross that one off. Okay. So you're down to two of the ones you, you are still deciding. You've crossed uh, the broccoli off the list. So you have Coca-Cola and Abe Lincoln or Mount Everest. Yeah. Um, hmm. The Mount Everest one doesn't really make too much sense either. And now I'm second guessing the broccoli in the volcano. Because this is what happens. This, this is, is what happens. Jacob has found himself in this position many a time. <sighs> okay, no, I'm not going with the broccoli. We're going to go with Coke okay. was available during Abraham Lincoln's time. You're, are you going to lock that one in? I'm locking it in. That is also incorrect. So now what you've done here is you, you've left yourself the, uh, much like the Nets, uh, Faustian bargain here, where you, the one you crossed off the list, now you have to reconsider because now you're down to two. You have Mount Everest, which you've kind of crossed off, but not nearly as strongly as broccoli. So it's Mount Everest was measured at 29,000 feet. Estimators added two extra feet as to not give the impression that the measurement was just made up or an estimate. Uh, our number two now was number four earlier. Broccoli, one of three plants that's capable of growing inside volcanoes. If if the answer is that broccoli can grow inside yeah. of a volcano, this is going to change broccoli for me forever. Okay. Well, that's that. I mean, you're putting a lot of pressure on broccoli. Yeah. If it can grow in a volcano, yeah. Right. Sure. <laughs> so I'm going to go with that one. Let's you're going to go, go with, with broccoli. broccoli. Yeah. Lock it in. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. No, you're 0 for 3. No, uh, when Mount Everest was measured uh, at 29,000 feet, estimators uh, felt like it, it was sound. People are going to think we're just estimating. Uh, but that's ex it exactly was 29,000 feet when they measured it. So they added just two extra feet to not give the impression that the uh, measurement was just uh, made up. Wow. All right. So I got one more for you. If you uh, you guys, you can tag team on this one if you want. 
Uh, Why not? Let me see. I have to. This is one that I wrote a couple of weeks ago, so I have to remember which one. Oh yes. Okay. All right. I have to. I have to make sure I have it right. That I know which one I actually learned. Here we go. Number one in 1998. 1,200 bones from some 10 human bodies were found in the basement of Ben Franklin's house. Number two, the tallest married couple ever recorded was Anna Haining Swan, who was 7 foot 11, and Martin Van Buren Bates, who was 7 9. The interesting fact among them was that their son Henry only grew to be 5 6. Number three, if you pass gas, for six months and nine days, you would produce enough gas to produce the uh, to produce to create the energy of an atom bomb. Or number four, it took eight months for the inventor of the Rubik's Cube to solve the Rubik's Cube. So again, number one, 1998, 1,200 bones from some 10 human bodies were found in the basement of Ben Franklin. The tallest married couple ever, 7'11 and 7'9, but their son was only 5'6". If you pass gas for six months and nine days, you would produce enough gas to create the energy of an atom bomb. Or number four, took eight months for the inventor of the Rubik's Cube to originally solve the Rubik's Cube. Well, well, well. I already got my answer. I'm uh... You're locked in already. Yeah, I'm locked in. I think me and Chantel might be on the same. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. All right. We're going with... Uh... The ninth, in 1998, bones were found in Ben Franklin's basement. You're both locked in. You, you realize by both going for the same one, the chances you, you're decreasing at least your chances of someone getting them right by both locking in on, on one of them. True, but I feel confident enough. All right. Same. And that is correct. Yes, 1998. 1,200 bones. Ben Franklin's got some exp- – I guess he was doing, like, medical experiments, but in the house? Right. You don't clean that up near the end. But no, that's absolutely correct. Very good job, guys. Yeah, no, the other three are all made up. But uh, yeah, 1,200 bones found in Ben Franklin's house. So there you go. Great job. Ending strong for both of you. And that, my friends, is what I learned on TikTok this week. And now, because of the segment, you have learned it too. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. We're talking lots about uh, Kyrie Irving and the Knicks so far, but I did want to kind of turn the page a little bit. We'll get your phone calls at 1-800-919-ESPN if you still want to get in on Kyrie. But I did want to um, focus on uh, the whole Jet situation, the Aaron Rodgers situation, the quarterback situation, the NFL situation. And, you know, it's funny because I've heard some people, people have tweeted me or people have said on, uh, I think, other shows as well, you know, I'm already tired of the Aaron Rodgers story. I'm sick of it already. And I have some um, some some news for you. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, it's not going anywhere. And and certainly not until he goes somewhere. And even then, not, even not even then, it's still going to continue. Like he could come out. Aaron Rodgers tomorrow could come out and say, you know what, guys? I've thought about it, and I've come to a decision that I am going to retire. I'm not going to play football. My career was my career, and I I want to go out as a a member of the Packers. I don't want to play anywhere else, and I'm not going to play anywhere next year. Do you think that we're going to leave that alone? Do you think the media is going to leave that alone? Do you think fans calling up sports talk shows are going to say, well, you know what, he said he's retired. We're just not going to bring him up. No, people are still going to bring it up. He could say tomorrow. 
hold a press conference. I want to stay in Green Bay. I'm fully on board. I want to get this team another Super Bowl. And we would still be thinking, well, you know what? He said that, but maybe he doesn't mean it completely. Maybe the Jets can still get him. He could come out and say, I only want to play for one team. I only want to play for whoever. The Houston Texans. I, wa- I have to get to the Houston Texans. It wouldn't matter. Sources say he wants to play for the Texans, but he would be open to. And, and, and just look at this week. There was a report this week that from Pro Football Network, quote, that Joe Douglas is admitting to people in the league that the franchise will go all out in an attempt to bring in Aaron Rodgers. Now, here's the thing. I don't know Joe Douglas. I've never spoken to Joe Douglas. And you can like Joe Douglas. You can not like Joe Douglas. You think he did a great job, a bad job, anywhere in between. Is there anyone anywhere who actually thinks that Joe Douglas is going around having conversations with other teams and admitting to them, you know what? We're, we're going to go in and, and get Aaron Rodgers. We're gonna ha- we're, we're, I'm going to tip my hand even more. F- I would think that that would be considered tampering, right? If he's going out and admitting that he is going to add a player who is, is under contract, I would think that would be against the rules. I don't think that Joe Douglas is going to do that. And nothing, even if he weren't, even if he were just going to be a free agent, I don't know that what benefit would that have to any GM to be saying to, to other teams, here's what our game plan is. Why don't you tell them who you're drafting as well, Joe? No, that, that's, not, that's not true. Now, I do expect that the, the Jets are going to pursue Aaron Rodgers, and it almost feels like the Jets have to land Aaron Rodgers. Certainly to have a successful offseason this year, there's no clearer need that the Jets have than adding a quarterback. Nothing else matters until you settle that. I don't care how great a draft. Joe Douglas could have a draft that matched last year's draft. He could make trades. He could move up. He could move down. He could land this guy, land that guy. If he doesn't get a quarterback, it doesn't really matter. And it's clear of the names that we know are available. Maybe there's somebody out there that the the public... The fans don't know about just yet that might shake loose. I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's anybody, but you never know. Of the people that we know are available, it's clear that Aaron Rodgers is by far the best option. You have the ability to get him. You have your draft picks. You can move some cap space around and figure it out. And you are also probably the best destination for him because a lot of things are in your favor. A, If the Packers are going to trade him, if he's not going to retire, he's almost certainly going to go to an AFC team. The Packers are not going to shoot themselves in the foot and trade him someplace in the NFC. They don't want to have to deal with him. So you're going to trade him to the AFC. There's not all that many teams in the AFC that have that needed quarterback and are anywhere close to being what you would consider a contender. It's basically two teams, maybe three, maybe three. So it has to be an AFC team. Jets, check that box. The coaching angle, well, you know about uh, Nathaniel Hackett, which is a big plus for the Jets. And you would think the, the other team that is in the mix here who has a big minus would be the Raiders because they have Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels does not seem like the kind of guy who is going to go and, and make the play for Aaron Rodgers and then just turn everything over to him. He's an offensive guy. He's got thoughts of his own. 
and has the type of personality that might rub some people the wrong way. He's not going to he's not going to just uh, hand over the keys to the offense when he's an offensive guy and has his own thoughts on the topic. So I think that that's a big negative for the Raiders and the fact that the Jets went out and hired Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator, that's a big plus. You also have to consider the talent. That is also a big plus. Now, I've heard a lot of people say that the Jets have the most talented uh, roster. No, they, they don't have a better roster. They don't have a better situation than the Raiders. If it were simply to come down to, to talent and, and Aaron Rodgers was simply going to make his decision based on talent, the Raiders have more talent, especially on offense, than the Jets do. I don't even really think it's close. I mean, I, I like Garrett Wilson. And Brees Hall, when he comes back, might be really good. I, it's probably going to take him – it generally takes running backs a, a full year – uh, to overcome that kind of injury. But between Devontae Adams and Renfro, and, and they can re-sign Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller, and their offensive line is in better shape. It's not great, but it's in better shape than the Jets. I think that they are like seventh or eighth in terms of available cap space and that type of thing. You can always kind of shake some stuff loose, it seems like, and, and create more if you need to. But the Jets have a lot of big benefits, and and really – when you, you look at what has to be accomplished this offseason, landing the quarterback is by far numbers one, two, and three. Everything else is distant. Yes, you got to get better offensive line. You got to do some stuff on defense. All these type of things, true. But if you don't do the first thing, none of them else is, is really going to matter. And we saw last year how much of a, of a bad situation it is. And here's the thing. It's not that getting Aaron Rodgers is an ideal situation because people will bring up all the time, oh, you're going to have to give up draft picks. He's, he's 39 years old. He might be losing it a little bit. He might be on the downslide, might start to de the decline phase of his career. That's all true. But here's the thing. You're not in an ideal situation. When you blow it on a quarterback in the draft, right? We hear people all the time, you blow it on a quarterback, it's going to set you back five years. The Jets are probably going to have constant questions about the quarterback spot here for the next Five years, if not more. You're hoping if you get Rodgers, you got him for two years, right? Okay, but there's going to be stuff that you're going to have to deal with there as well. Him coming on the first year, getting adjusted to a new team, new teammates, all that type of stuff. And then if you do get him for two years, then you're probably back in the draft. you got to find it. So this is not – it's not a great option to – or a great spot to find yourself in. But Rodgers is by far the best option on the board. And the other one that at least gets lumped in there sometimes is the name Derek Carr. Derek Carr might be younger. He is. He might be cheaper. We'll see. He, it, it's pretty clear he's not going to be traded. He's going to force the Raiders to release him, and then he'll be a free agent. But you really do have to think of what happened with Derek Carr, why he's available, because it's – and when you do, you go down the road of how did this guy not succeed in Vegas? We talk about having all this success, uh, all this talent around you and how I, I don't even think it's debatable on offense in terms of situations. Would you rather have an offense that is the Raiders with Devontae Adams and the tight end there and Josh Jacobs had an unbelievable season and you have Darren Waller and, and Renfro, I know, was hurt. But still, I mean, all these different options. And, and Derek Carr didn't even make it through the season. He was told before the season was over that we, we, you're, not our, you're not our answer. So if he did not excel there with that talent, 
why would you think he would excel here? He got benched. He got sent home, essentially. And when he did, Jared Stidham lit up the 49ers, lit up that defense. So the more I've kind of thought about it, and look, the, the focus clearly has to be on Aaron Rodgers. And it does kind of seem like all the, all the stars are aligning that way. And, and Rodgers is by far the best option. If the Jets land Aaron Rodgers this offseason, they, they get an A+. That's the best. If you can go out and get the best option available to you, then that's an A+. To me, Derek Carr is not really an option. The more you think about it, like what went wrong in Vegas that this guy's even available? Because it's not like they don't have a guy there that knows offense. Josh McDaniels might not be a good head coach, but he knows offense. He knows how to call plays. And once Carr left, it didn't seem like the offense struggled as nearly as much as when they did have Carr there. So you have to, the answer you have to come up with is, why did this guy not succeed in Vegas when he had all this talent around him? And why would he excel here when the talent is okay? Uh, I like Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, and, and maybe you add a piece or two here or there. But is that really the road you want to go down? To me, if I were ranking it, uh, looking at the Jets, it's Rodgers number one by far. And then if he does not come here for whatever reason, I think the next option is Garoppolo. I don't think that Derek Carr is is really a, a fit for the Jets. I, I just don't see that. I could see Garoppolo... Not that I would want that, not that that would be my first choice, but the 49er connection, um, it, it ties into this idea, which should not be the goal at all, but it does seem like it's part of it, that the Jets just need competent quarterback play, and they would be a playoff team. They would have been a playoff team this year if they just had a competent quarterback. I, I don't think that that's the goal that you should be going into an offseason when it's clear you need a quarterback and a veteran quarterback at that, you, you, you don't want just a competent person. You want somebody who's, who's going to border on, if not be elite, and that certainly at his best is Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that's ever really been Garoppolo, but I, I, the way I would rank them in terms of names is Rodgers 1, Garoppolo 2, and Carr 3. And if I were to judge it, it would be if you get Rodgers, that's an A, if you get Caropolo or Carr, to me, it's no better than a C. I don't think that that's going to be your long-term solution at the position. And with Garoppolo and his injury history, the one thing you can't have going into next year is have Zach Wilson be anywhere near the controls of your team in a year where you have to make the playoffs. And with Garoppolo's injury history, one heartbeat away, right? I mean, he's one play away from you being right back to where you were. And where you were was a disaster where the team did not want to play for Zach Wilson and where it's clear even after just two years of being the second pick in the draft, you have to go find a quarterback. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go back to the phones here. We'll go to uh, Jose is in Brooklyn. Jose, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Good afternoon, Gordon. How's it going? I'm good, Jose. What's going on, pal? I was going, I was just calling in and, you know, just listening to your thoughts and everything with the Jet quarterback situation because I'm a huge Jets fan. And I kind of feel like the, with, with all the choices that the Jets have, it's really a win-win situation with all of the three three people that have been mentioned. Um, I've always I, I, and I've always thought that, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is available, it is to put, um, you, you have to kind of put suitors out there to try to see where his head's at. But I'm not into. I'm not so infatuated. Where kind of like what you, what certain of your colleagues have been doing, which is get them at all costs. Because 
I do believe if you could get Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo at a cheaper price and get them there where they're building continuity with the jet, jet offensive weapons, that's going to be a better choice. And I'm leaning towards Carr. I'm not too worried about it with the Raider, with what happened with the Raiders because it's Josh McDaniels. He got rid of Jay Cutler and drafted Tim Tebow and set that franchise back. And the Raiders, Josh McDaniels, just didn't really want to pretty much capitulate or adjust to the the, the quarterback that, that he had. And also, Renfro, Waller were both out, and people don't really talk about that enough. Where no, I said I, I mentioned it. Oh no, I'm sorry. I I, I guess I missed that when you okay. when you were talking. No, but I mean, yeah, like you know, yeah, you know, there were, were there were a lot of situations with the Raiders. Yeah, but even when they were healthy, yeah, they they didn't click. And you also have to count Josh uh, Josh Johnson. Uh, no, what am I saying? Um, Josh Jacobs had like a career year this year. I mean, he was sensational for the Raiders this year. No, and yeah, and I think he. I, I think there was just a lot of things that were just going on behind the scenes that I just think that it was just time for a change. And when you look at the foot, when I heard the forty million dollar cap story, I just knew that they were just going to move on from him, and that was going to be the main reason. It wasn't going to be a situation where he can't play or he's all of a sudden lost it. I just, uh, I'm just not believing that after what I've seen the kid do for nine years in his career already, with 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 that instability. Yeah, I, look, Jose, maybe you're right. Um, as a as a Dolphin fan, as a Jet hater, uh, if I had to ask for one of the three of those, I would I would go with um, with uh, Derek Carr. Uh, I I do not think that uh, he is a, a fit. And you know, when there's always when there's a guy who there's always something right, there's always something wrong. There's always a reason here or a reason there. Uh, and and think back. I mean, when they got Devontae Adams, we're thinking, oh my goodness, what what is that Raiders attack going to be like? Oh boy, Derek Carr is going to have all these weapons at his disposal, and, and the season blew up. And 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 you might be right. Maybe um, it, maybe McDaniel's is not a, a great head coach, but it didn't stop uh, Josh Jacobs from having a good year. It didn't stop Devontae Adams from having a good year, but it did stop Derek Carr from having a good year. Yeah, that would that would worry me. Uh, and he's not. I mean, the record in the in the weather as well would not be. He would be by far number three on the list. Now, if you can't get Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers retires, and Jimmy Garoppolo goes someplace else, you got to get somebody. But he would be third on my list by far. Oh, let's go to uh, Craig is in Lansing. Craig, next up on the Gordon Damer show. Hey, um, I love that you guys are talking about this because I've got a lot. I got a lot on it. You know. Okay. Last year, I told everybody, I saw that Russell Wilson was almost through before he even left Seattle. But everybody had to wait until he looked so bad before they wouldn't even admit they're wrong. You know, but here's the, here's the thing. Rodgers looked worse than that. Because when Russell Wilson left Seattle, his quarterback rating was 101 through 25 touchdowns, six interceptions. Aaron Rodgers' rating is 91-1, uh, 25 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. And you want to know who's like just – millimeters behind him is Jacoby Brissett. Only difference is Jacoby Brissett costs like $3 million a year, $6 million. So what I'm telling you is if you're a New York Jets fan and you see this mistake that the Denver Broncos made, two first, two seconds, you know, a third, two players, you got to ask yourself, are you willing to step in it and make the same mistake when it's just been – look, that guy was an MVP two years in a row, but that was last the year before last and the year before that. That's not who he is now. 
I saw him play and lose to the Lions and look bad. He look, he doesn't look good. Two losses to the Lions. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, the Lions are a pretty good team, but when you can get in the playoffs and you're playing at home against the Lions, you're supposed to win that game. If you're getting paid $50 million a year, you're damn sure supposed to win that game. So while I'm trying, trying to say all these Jets fans, don't get excited over that. Get, believe in Mike White. That's your best option. And, oh, my God. You know, that or is, you, Craig, that's not I, I'm not, no, I'm just. I'm just saying he's better than Aaron Rodgers. No, that's all I'm trying on, to say. Craig, come on. He's you can't, be, you can't honestly believe that Mike White is better than Aaron Rodgers. Your life like is Mike on the White line. Your option, career is I, on the line next he, year, Craig. Mike, you need Mike a quarterback to win you enough games to get in the playoffs. You're going to stick with Mike White over Aaron Rodgers. Honestly. I would go with – I would rather pay Mike White the money he earns than Aaron Rodgers – what does it matter how much? Multiple, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like you getting a bargain multiple, at that point is not going to help you if you don't have a job after the season. Even if Rodgers was ten million a year, you still got to give up multiple first round draft picks. You don't know that, and he. You won't yes, have I to. Do. I will say how this: you, you will not, not have to give up nearly as much for Aaron Rodgers as they gave up for Russell Wilson. Fair. Well, I would. I would agree with that. I yeah. would agree with that. Not nearly as much, but still we're talking two first-tier picks. A first-rounder, yeah, probably it might not a second-rounder. It might be a one and a, you know, and, and something else based on how long he plays, right? I mean, if he only plays one year, you might not have to give up that much. And I, look, Craig, you know I, what? and thanks for the phone call. You look, here, here's point. the thing. I, I'm not telling you that Aaron Rodgers does not have warts or I'm not worried about this thing or that thing, but you got to tell me a better option. you got to tell me a better option forward because – it's clear I obviously need a quarterback. The, the, the Jets quarterback come week one next year is not going to be Mike White. That, that ship has sailed. They never believed in him to begin with. He got hurt, unfortunately, and it just derailed the season. And you cannot be – if your career – that's the thing. Their jobs are riding next year. Certainly the coach, probably the GM. you got to make sure that you have somebody that you can count on. And would it worry me a little bit that Aaron Rodgers dropped off as much as he did? Yeah. Yeah, it would worry me a little bit. It would worry me, you know, turning 40. But still, uh, 3,500 yards, 65% completion percentage, 2-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio. That's not, that's not nothing. And, and it's far better than anybody who's been playing quarterback for the Jets anytime recently. And you know who knows that better than anybody is Ira in Staten Island. Ira, what's going on, pal? Hey, good evening, Gordon. How are you? And I'm good. You, you're right. You know, you're 100% right. Look at the options. There really isn't any other option but him. But once again, you said it comes with warts. I agree. I mean, it's not the long-term solution. This is a quick fix. If you get two years, you're lucky. And hopefully, you know, they, they make you know they make a run for it. We'll see where we're at. Now, he has to agree to it. I, I just don't see him going to the Raiders. No. I, like I said, I, I don't see him playing for Josh McDaniels. And I think part of Carr's kind of off year last year was McDaniels in the system. Because you look at Carr over his career, he did play a lot better than last year. And even with the season he had last year, those numbers were better than any Jet quarterback except the Patrick for the last 20 years. So either way, you know, I, but I do agree with you. I, I, first of all, I think Carr's going to Carolina anyway. So I do, I do believe it's Rodgers or Garoppolo, depending how this plays out. The biggest question to me is, and that last caller with the Mike White thing is ridiculous, <laughs> but I think it, I think you have to have Mike White as your backup or somebody that's at least as, you know, his level because you cannot roll whether it's Rodgers, whether you bring back Namath, 
you cannot have Zach Wilson as your backup quarterback. Because if you're seven and two, eight and three, nine and four, whatever it might be, and he wouldn't get hurt, you cannot hand this team over to Zach Wilson. So I think just as important as it is to nail Rodgers or Garoppolo or whatever you're going to plug in there, you also have a have to have as best possible competent backup because Wilson is a bust. Yeah, I think that that's probably the case, Ira. But, you know, what worries me, and thanks for the phone call, is, all right, let's say you go out and get Rodgers or you go out and get Garoppolo. Those guys are not going to be cheap. And then you're going to have to now, who are you you going to get? uh, You know, I I don't think it's going to be Mike White, but if you're saying somebody who's, you know, at least competent that you felt like could play, that's an awful lot of money to be sinking into the quarterback position when you still have Zach Wilson there as well. It's um, it's a tough spot that they find themselves in, and now it's almost like you're you're just kind of grasping at straws because of one bad pick. It just shows you how bad one bad pick crushes you, and the Jets have now gotten crushed where they are in desperation mode. And, and I'll tell you right now, if it ever did, I don't think this is going to happen, but if it ever did turn out that Rodgers retired or stayed in Green Bay. Oh, my God, the spiraling of Jet fans would begin. Then, then you're looking at Garoppolo, Derek Carr, and, and, those, and I just already said, those two guys are like C's in terms of a grade for the offseason. I don't think either of those guys are really long-term solutions, but at least there'd be a stopgap that would, you, you could throw in there. Yeah, it would be a, a, a total mess of a situation. So it seems like they are all on board for Rodgers. They have Nathaniel Hackett. That seems to be lined up. He loves – it's funny, though. All the people who told me last offseason that the Broncos were going to get Rodgers because they got Nathaniel Hackett are all the same people this offseason who are telling me, well, don't think that Rodgers is going to the Jets just because they got Nathaniel Hackett. Make up your mind. <laughs> Which is it? Does he love the guy or not? You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. If I told you that there was an NFL quarterback currently playing whose nickname was the asterisk, who would you think that was? Current quarterback. It's been in the news. It was a big story this year. Um, Does not play in New York. It is not Zach Wilson. He is not the asterisk. Who would you say is the NFL current NFL quarterback that has been referred to as a nickname as the asterisk? Either of you? Don't rush to the microphones. Well, uh, and make You said an NFL quarterback, right? Yes. NFL quarterback referred to as the asterisk. That's his nickname, according to Pro Football Reference. And they're they're the experts, right? Who who am I? Is it Zach Wilson? No, I said it's not Zach Wilson. No. Oh, sorry. It's uh, it's uh, Russell Wilson actually. Russell Wilson is the asterisk. It's a Wilson. It is a Wilson. You got that part. You got half of it right. All right. Uh, we'll see if I can find some more of these wacky nicknames. Now, my favorite piece of information from any of the uh, pro football, baseball reference, basketball reference uh, dot coms is that I, I don't know if this is still the case. Maybe I'll look it up just to make sure. But there was at one time for Derek Jeter under his list of accomplishments listed on Baseball Reference, which is not like some hokey site. They have everything there, including these uh, bizarre nicknames. He is not just a Hall of Famer. He's not, he wasn't just the Rookie of the Year or a 14-time All-Star. That under his list of awards, and let me see if I can still pull it up here. Yes, he has nine awards in his career. 
which, yes, it does include Rookie of the Year, All-Star MVP, World Series MVP, as well as 11th greatest world leader. Yes, Derek Jeter, it was uh, voted the 11th. I don't know that he ever was a, a world leader. I mean, he, he ran the Marlins for a while, and they made the playoffs one time, but I don't know that that quantifies, but that was according to uh, Fortune Magazine that uh, Derek Jeter, the 11th greatest world leader. A couple other things uh, football-related. One was uh, the I know that there's this story going around about how someone is uh, selling the sand from the dune where Tom Brady made his retirement video and that there's a bid on it for $10,000. People, that's a scam. That's not true. There's nobody spending $10,000. Show me. Show me the per- When does the bidding end? And then that person has to come out publicly and show me that they wrote a check for $10,000 for a clump of sand from where Tom, that's not true. I don't know how they're doing. I don't know if it's a dummy account. I don't know if it's a robo um, uh, uh, account or something or some scam thing. But that's not, there's no, nobody has, nobody that's smart enough to have a free 10 grand lying around is spending it on the sand the where Tom Brady filmed his, you would, you would just hire a plane to fly you to the beach where the sand was and you could have all the sand you wanted. Even if it was a private beach, you're not spent. Nobody's doing that. That's not true. That's not a real story. Stop spreading it as if it were. It's a scam. The other thing was the, uh, the Sean Payton news this week becomes the uh, head coach of the uh, Denver Broncos. And, and it seemed like there was a time where people were debating, like, what's the best spot for Sean Payton to get back in? Is it the Broncos? Is it Carolina? He interviewed with a, a lot of different spots. To me, it was clear his best spot was to stay at Fox. He should have sat out another year. Now, I know you want, you're want itching. You're a coach. You want to get back in there the first opportunity. That Broncos spot seems like it's an impossible spot. you gotta, you got to revitalize a quarterback who's 35 years old, coming off by far his worst season. You, you, you have a team now that has no draft picks at all. Uh, turning that thing around in just short order is going to be a real bear in a, in a division that is going to be a real bear for a very long time because of who's in that division. And then if Sean Payton simply had just said, you know what, let me sit out one more year, I'll come back next year, I think the options for him, I don't think the options would be any worse. Now, it's very hard to predict ahead of time what jobs will be available next offseason, but it would really be a shock next offseason if the Cowboy job were available. That's a spot where he's been before, right? He's got a good relationship. It's been rumored about for forever that Sean Payton, the Cowboys, all that type of stuff. You would think that that one has at least a possibility. If they have another playoff ouster like they do every single year, you would think at some point that Jerry Jones would, would start to get impatient. And what about the Chargers job? That was the one this offseason we all, I mean, all year you thought, oh, Sean Payton's just waiting to get that Chargers job. And, and by <laughs> uh, Brandon Staley did all he could <laughs> to, to get that job to be open. But yet the Chargers decided not to, uh, to go back into the coaching ranks to find a new one. No, uh, no thanks to uh, Brandon Staley. He, he did his best. Meet him halfway across the sky, people. But, uh, I mean, it's, I would just think that for Sean Payton, and I'm sure that there would be other jobs that right now seem like there's no way that those would be open. And, and every year there's, there seems to be a lot of jobs. This year, not so much. Last year, I think there were eight, nine, ten jobs that opened up. This year, I think there was only five or six. 
So that history tells you when you have a year that, that it's kind of down where there's only like four or five jobs that are open. Maybe it was six this year. I'm not sure that the next year you usually get the amount of turnover is pretty high. So I just think that Sean Payton uh, rushed it a little bit. And that Broncos uh, spot, that seems like a very tough spot um, to be competing against. Now, look, at the end of the day, he might help Brandon Staley lose the job with the Chargers. And I would think that as soon as that job opens up, there's going to be some bright offensive mind that says, you know, get me there with the quarterback already situated and I can make it work far better and have far more success than they've had in a very long time. But for me, Sean Payton going to the, uh, the Denver Broncos, boy, he has got his work cut out for him there. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.